he, we're both, I want to say we're both activists and we've, uh, we've been involved in, in work and activism in, in Lebanon, which is where we're from and where we grew up. And now having been in the U.S. for several years, I want to say the, that translates essentially to us living here as well. Like it's very difficult to be living in a space uh, and to be existing in a space without caring about its people. Uh, and that weekend felt very important. There were a lot of very serious issues that were being brought up and that were being talked about and us actually participating in them as people who live here now um, actually really matters. Yeah. That solidarity across movements really matters. Uh, whether you're in Lebanon, whether you're in Brooklyn, like Alia said, like a lot of the struggles are the same and a lot of the things that we fight for are the same. So that solidarity across movements internationally is something that really unites folks um, and that really matters. The first photo that I have is about um, shows someone essentially that had just gotten pepper sprayed by the police uh, and that was really suffering and couldn't see anymore. Uh, and then another person was helping them by pouring milk in their eyes. Uh, this was really like the first weekend of the of the protests that summer, which was a very brutal weekend. It was there was a lot of police violence. There were a lot of clashes, uh, and a lot of people got uh, got brutalized and assaulted and pepper sprayed. Um, and that day specifically, I think it was a lot of people were protesting for the first time, and a lot of people were experiencing actually that type of police violence for the first time. Um, so a lot of people got pepper sprayed, uh, and there was a lot of kind of solidarity just amongst people on the street of uh, folks helping each other out. And so, so that, that photo in specific really represented a moment of uh, someone who had just gotten basically um, pepper sprayed and another person was trying to help them by pouring milk in their eyes. Folks were still trying to figure out what were the best uh, protest tactics at the time and how to, how to really just like show up and protect yourself. I do a lot of this work, uh, but mostly in terms of digital security. Like, how do you show up? How do you protect yourself? Uh, what does it mean to secure yourself? Uh, and to see that translated on the streets and folks trying to figure it out and understand it for the first time, for some people, obviously not everyone, but a lot of folks that were protesting were there for the first time. So trying to, I mean, just witnessing that weekend and witnessing that event of um, people caring for each other on the street uh, and really showing up for each other and supporting each other uh, and picking, literally picking each other up when folks were basically beaten down or pepper sprayed. That photo really represents that moment of that initial weekend when all of this was happening and that type of solidarity uh, and care between people really, uh, really showed up. It's very difficult, I think, to talk about... It's very difficult to talk about the Lebanon revolution at this point, years later. Uh, I don't know that that a lot of us actually expected something grand to happen, but there was a lot of hope. Like the beginning of the revolution did engender a lot, a lot of hope um, and aspirations for change. So to see how far I think the country has come two years later is, is very drastic. It's a very, it's a very big change. Uh, and we were both there at the beginning of the revolution. And I want to say it was, the feeling was, um, both like addictive and um, exhausting and exhausting and there were a lot of highs and a lot of lows but mostly a lot of highs very also. shy uh, very shy and uh, very um sharp very sharp highs and very sharp lows and really like 
like there was no there was not one day where we could be just like normal it's yeah. just it's, it's a different kind of feeling that you only get if you attend such huge mm. uh, pro ongoing protests for a very and long time. the beginning time. especially was so incredible I mean you had musicians in the streets you had uh, so much community care you had people making meals and showing up with uh, with trays of food to support and fuel the revolution. Um, I think, I mean, to that, I think the representation of black and brown bodies is viewed, the representation of black and brown bodies is viewed and treated very differently um, in the eyes of, you know, someone looking at a photo. Uh, there's just a different type of like desensitization to the violence against black and brown bodies, um, which makes obviously documenting things like the Syrian war, the Lebanese revolution, or Black the, Lives Matter protests. Yeah, quite not, because the, I'm sure it didn't challenging. start now, right? Yeah. Did it start now? It started so many years ago, of course. And still, it's not, it's not covered the same way. When the BLM protests started in, in New York, um, in the summer of 2020, uh, we had basically come back from the revolution in Lebanon, and it had been, I want to say, a few months since we were back from the from Lebanon. And as soon as the protests started in in New York, especially that first weekend, Alia and I were out a lot, and we saw that a lot of people were uh, a lot of people were experiencing protests for the first time, and were protesting for the first time. It was um, it was definitely a different experience that kind of started across the US uh, and I actually with some Lebanese friends ended up writing uh, a guide like a protest guide uh, called I think from it was called from Beirut to Minneapolis. Hey folks I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're interested in learning more about the photographer you can check out more of their images and stories on our website scop.io and buy our book on any major online retailer or your local bookstore. Tune in to our next episode and don't forget to subscribe. See ya!